Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us, shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore, hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns, the joy of the Lord is our strength. It may look like everything's falling apart, but if you know Bible prophecy, you know that actually everything is coming together just according to the Lord's prophetic plans. And the next thing on the big calendar is Watch Therefore, Messiah Jesus is coming. He told us to watch therefore and be ready. My name is Dove Schwartz, host of Watch Therefore. I'm here in northern Israel proclaiming King Jesus is coming. And our co-host, actually guest host today. We've got a guest on the program. He's he's uh, no stranger to the program. He's on here frequently. His name is Ray Jensen. He's the pastor of Calvary Chapel, Beth Shalom in Pearland, and is going to be co-hosting the program like weekly with me. He'll be doing a weekly program guest hosting with me. And... Uh, uh, Ray, it's so wonderful to have you on the program watching Therefore from Texas. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, yeah. It's such a, a bang-up job the Lord's using you to do there uh, amongst the believers there in that congregation at Calvary Chapel Beth Shalom. And one of the things we pray for is Jesus people, that the Lord will bring us Jesus people or people that will become Jesus people. And even two just prayed to receive Jesus as Lord in the congregation just the other night. Isn't that right, Ray? That's right. He really has been moving. I'm glad to see it happening. Wow, that's a sign of life. I encourage all of our listeners to go there. And if you go to calvarychapelparaland.com, you can find out more information. Having said that, Ray, why don't you lead us in a word of prayer? And You've got some good things to share today. Yes, Father God, thank you for the privilege of being able to be on watch therefore and to take your word out to people. Holy Spirit of God, bring understanding as we speak to the people so that we can understand how you operate in our daily lives. Thank you for this privilege. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And and whether people are listening in Texas or in Saudi Arabia, we've got people listening in over 100 countries to watch therefore. Wherever they're listening, we're confident they'll be blessed today. Ray, you have some important teaching from the book of Exodus for our listeners today. I encourage all of our listeners to get ready to get blessed. What What do you have for us, Ray? Well, we just got through Exodus 15, Exodus 16. Israel had just come out of Egypt. The Lord had just delivered them and destroyed their oppressive enemy when he closed the waters of the sea over the top of them. And so they're very joyous and, and praise for their deliverance. But I noticed in Exodus 15, 9, it said that the Egyptians were very confident of their victory. When they came after Israel, Israel was trapped, trapped up against the sea. And so they were arrogant, it, Egypt was. And it says in verse 9, Egypt said, I will pursue, overtake, and divide the spoil. I'll draw my sword and destroy them. But basically, God said, no, you won't. And, you know, it's like you said in the intro there, falling, it seems like the world's falling apart, but it's really coming together. That's the way it worked for the Israelites there. It didn't fall apart. Because in the mildest expense of God's power, he closed the parted water upon the Egyptians, and they sank like lead. And so Israel was humble. They were humble, and they were defenseless, and they couldn't do anything. And Egypt was mighty and proud, though. But I want to remind everybody what God's Word says, that it says that God opposes the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. And so that's what happened with Israel. They were in a weak position. They could not have fought Egypt. Egypt would have eradicated them, but the Lord fought for them. 
And, you know, that's how the Lord works. He says in his word, my power is made perfect in weakness. You might be thinking of yourself, I'm not strong, I'm weak, what can I do? I can't do anything. If you're thinking like that, then hallelujah, because those are the words of a humble person, not of a proud person. And that's where God fights for his people. It's where he does his best work in weakness. Salvation came to us through weakness when Jesus died on the cross. So don't be afraid to admit that you're weak. Uh, Be joyous in the fact that you can be humble enough to acknowledge that you're weak, because being humble is right where God steps in to do the work that we can't do. As Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so if you, want to experience, if you want to experience this kind of joy in your life like the Israelites are doing when they got let out, you want to see God fight for you and protect you from your enemies, then you have to do like Israel did. You first have to be willing to leave your place of bondage. They left Egypt. We have to leave our sin. The Israelites in this part of the story, they're not sitting in Egypt right now. They left their oppression. They have been freed. They walked out. And then God is starting to fight for them as they travel along the way that God has for them to go. Like Jesus himself said in Mark 1.15, repent and believe in the gospel. And so it's quite a good lesson point for us today that, you know, to realize, and it, it, it troubles me, me that all too often I see people who refuse to leave their place of oppression. They're living in sin, and they just don't have this kind of joy in the Lord here like Israel expresses at the start of chapter chapter 15. You know, to have this kind of joy, you've got to repent. You've got to be willing to turn away from your place of oppression and, and, and be delivered out. Like, like Egypt was delivered out by Moses, for us, it's a life of sin. You have to turn from that old life of sin and follow your deliverer, Jesus, Hallelujah. to lead you out of it. That's right, Pastor Ray. Good stuff. And and I'm so thankful for this word. And all of our listeners need to hear this word, receive this word, and then act upon it. However, the Holy Spirit has showed you this is true for you. Uh, And and also, uh, another real important thing we need to remember from this is that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as Europe today and the United States of America, sadly, has said to Israel, you cannot have the Golan Heights. We will take it and make sure to give it to Syria, those who have sworn to destroy Israel. And the same Lord that destroyed those nations as they came against Israel then will do the same thing today with the nations that come against Israel just like he did then. Ray, what else do you have? Well, you know, I I have to think that in seeing this illustration, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, you you know, you'll be put in situations by God where you can't do anything, nothing, so that you'll be humble enough to see how God works. And so the Israelites, they're celebrating what the Lord has just done for them. No one is like the God of Israel then or today. And it's wonderful. But now we move on Exodus fifteen twenty two. They go for three days without water until they arrive at a place that had water so bad they couldn't drink it. And so what do they do? Verse 24, they complained against Moses. Now that's, that's quite a sudden change of behavior right after they were praising God. But all of a sudden they, they take up issue with Moses instead of God. But Moses took it to the Lord. 
And that's what God wants us to do after he delivers us out. He wants us to take our problems to him so that he can fight for you. So Moses cried out with an expression of, I can't, but God can. Amen. And if there's one thing we need to understand in life, it's that he's God and we're not. <laughs> yes. And so that's why we need to be like Moses here. we got to take our prayer to the Lord and weakness in the Lord will fight for you. And so Moses showed Moses a tree, take this tree, throw it in the water, and it'll make the water drinkable. And so he did this. Now, upon thinking of this, whether or not it was the tree itself, I don't think that the tree itself had the effect on the water. It was m- more like a, uh, a symbolic action on Moses' part, an illustration to show the Israelite people he was anticipating a miracle of God. God wanted Moses to show the people a visible illustration of faith, an act that would demonstrate like he's saying, I hope for something to happen here, even though I don't see the evidence of it yet. It's like the same thing when Moses raised his staff over the sea before it parted. He told him in Exodus 14, lift up your rod, stretch out your hand over the sea, and divide it. Now, this was God instructing Moses to teach the people what faith looks like, to walk forward with hope before you see the way out. It wasn't the rod that parted the sea. It was God. So it makes you kind of wonder, what if the sea had parted before Moses raised up his rod? That would have made Moses look like he was grandstanding, like, hey, Moses, look, the water parted. Oh, cool, let me go raise my staff over it then. That's not how it went down. He raised his staff first, which gave the people a visible example, an act that would serve as a picture of what faith looks like, that you act by faith before you see the evidence. And, you know, I think the same thing about Jericho. They went around it with horns and singing for the walls to fall down. There was nothing about the horns and and the singing. It was the power of God that brought the walls down, but the blowing of their horns and the singing was an act of expectation of faith that although they hadn't seen it yet, they knew those walls were about to come down. And so here we are with this tree. He throws it in the water so that they could see that he's doing an act of faith. And I want to show you Hebrews 11.1. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so that's why Moses stretched out his hand. Look, I expect something's going to happen here before it happens. Now, there's too many people who sit around and they kind of say, well, as soon as I see God work in my life, then I'll get up and start moving. Well, that's not faith, guys. That's not how it works. We who believe in Messiah Jesus should show people around us what faith looks like. This is why we glory in tribulation, as yeah. the Word says in Romans 5.3. Don't lay down and grumble in your sufferings. Give people a picture of faith, even though you don't see the resolution yet. And John, Ray, I've got to stop you for just a second here. We've got to take sure. a break. This is so powerful. This is so important. The, the, the moving in belief and walking in faith, oh, it's, it's powerful teaching. And also the tree reminds us that there's a, there, the, the bitter waters of sin that lead to death, but the tree Jesus hung on is the way to life and takes away the bitterness and replaces it with the fresh living water of the Holy Spirit and life in Messiah Jesus. He hung on the tree to take the bitterness of sin for us. Now, we've got to go to this break, and I've got to share with our listeners about this ministry poured out for the nations. This special ministry poured out for the nations is bringing the show to our listeners today. And poured out for the nations is our gospel discipleship platform outreach 
uh, to the nations. We have blessing Israeli believers, which is our to the Jew first ministry, Romans one sixteen. But the Bible says also, and then to the nations. So we have our ministry poured out for the nations. Now, now uh, everyone can go to pouredoutforthenations.com. That's pouredoutforthenations.com. And there you'll find our mission statement, what we're up to, how we minister life uh, uh, to orphans and widows and through pastors and Bible translators and even uh, stand with Calvary Chapel Beth Shalom there in Texas. That's in the nations. And and it's so exciting. So go to pouredoutforthenations.com. We also have the special Israel tour. You can find out more about that by going to watchtherefore.tv. That's watchtherefore.tv, our new website. Check it out. And join us in Israel. Pastor Ray and his wife and many from our congregation are coming uh, later this year for the tour. Now, having said all of that, Ray, we've got about seven minutes or so. So in that time, go ahead and share with our listeners some more from Exodus, will you please? Yes. You know, it made me realize from that demonstration of faith that when you have sufferings, give people a picture of faith even though you don't see the way out yet. Do you think Israel knew the way out when they were backed up against the sea? They didn't see that, but they. But Moses gave a demonstration of faith, and then God provided a way out for them. Show people what faith in Jesus looks like, because as believers, we should know, according to God's Word, that He can and He will fight for His people, but only through humble faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so with the sweetening of this water with a tree is just another one of God's miracles for keeping his people safe. Hey, God wants to keep his people safe. Don't sit around thinking like God doesn't care or or doesn't want to act in your life. God is totally capable of helping your your situation. So if you feel stuck in a rut, maybe it's because you're the one that's stuck. I don't think God gets stuck. He's God. So obey, obey him in faith. You'll see him work in your life. It's really a simple formula when you look at it in the simple truth of God's Word. And so right after this bitter water experience, this is really neat. It says in Exodus fifteen twenty seven, then they came to Elam, where there were 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees. So they camped there by the waters. So check this out. They got an example of what faith looks like through Moses, and so they got a little water, but then just seven miles away in Elam, they found lots and lots and lots of good water, 12 uh, wells of water full of it, 70 palm trees to get shade under. Buddy, that's a place I want to camp out, too. So you see what happens when you trust in God for just a little bit? He can turn a little bit into a whole lot real quick but if only if you're willing to keep on moving forward in repentance. You see, they didn't stay put at the waters that were bitter. They had to drink up and move on towards the vision that God cast ahead of them. And so it's just a neat picture that God shows that if you're willing to trust me for this little bit, I'll move you on down the road. I'll help you out even in greater things. And so they found all this water. But then yet still, Exodus 16.3, The children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat and when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out in the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. So here we go again. Everybody's complaining against Moses. We've got to remember the Israelites here are a people who are still under Egyptian thinking in their culture. And it's kind of like when you get out of a swimming pool, you're still wet. It takes a little bit to dry it off. So likewise, the Israelites, they're outside of Egypt. They're still very Egyptian in their thinking. 
it's going to take them a while to learn to change towards operating in a godly manner. And so this is why Paul wrote in Romans 12, 2, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Transformed by the renewing of your mind. We must strive to follow the Lord's direction instead of what we've always gone by. And so uh, when you're let out of bondage, you're going to have to, it, it comes to a point of renewing of your mind to think towards godly ways. Israel, in this case, they're still saying, oh, we, we should have gone back to Israel. We had meat and bread. We had all this stuff. God has to work on them to renew their mind. They have to think forward to God's vision. And so what we will see here in Exodus 16, it gets to the point where God says, I'm going to rain bread from heaven, and I'm also going to give you meat. And so God gives them and provides for them the things that they were looking forward to, but he's not going to let them go back to their oppression to get it. They have to go forward. They have to leave walk in repentance. That's what we believers have to do, walk in repentance, but don't desire to go back to your oppression. We have to have a renewal of our mind and look forward and make better decisions towards godly ways, and he will provide in that direction as well as also. Yeah, it's very powerful. And I, like I said, it's so important that we walk in these principles, that we, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the person of the Holy Spirit, that we're led by Messiah Jesus to take these words and that they might sink down into our ears and that we might walk in a way that's pleasing to the Lord. And these things help us. All Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for doctrine, uh, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. Ray, with a, a couple more minutes left, maybe a minute or so, would you like to introduce some of the things you'll be talking about this coming Sunday evening at Calvary Chapel in Pearland? Well, we will get to the point in here where the Lord is going to provide for the people. He's going to bring them bread from heaven. He's going to bring them uh, meat. Uh, he's not going to give them more than they need. He's going to give them just enough. And, you know, that's something for us Americans to consider. We, we want to have huge amounts of abundance. And w God gives what we need to have. And he gave them what was needed to survive, to get by, not so that they could have enough to go back into ways of bondage again. Again, the renewing of the mind. They have to think in different ways, not having a lot. And so they, they're provided for what they, what they needed uh, to survive with, and, and it wasn't too much. It, and he also said uh, that we also get into the first mention of the Sabbath. He, had to, he, he gave them the bread from heaven, and they took twice as much of it on the sixth day so they wouldn't work on the Sabbath. But, you know, I then now think about the bread from heaven, our bread from heaven, which is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He said, I am, I am the bread. And so, you know, you may think, wow, it would be so cool if I could see God do that for me. I'd like to have that bread from heaven like that, you know, like he did for the Israelites. Well, we've got the bread from heaven who's Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and, and we, we consume him, consume the word, take Jesus, make, have a relationship with him, and he will be our sustenance. He will provide for us to get us through this wilderness of this earth that we're on today until he takes us to our promised land, which is eternal life. Thank God for the bread of life, Jesus Christ. And so we get to see a lot of parallels in what God does with Israel, uh, putting them in situations to let God show them how he works, and, and they have to have faith for that, and he gives them what they need. Friends, Jesus is what you need. You may not see the way out of your situation yet, 
But I'm telling you, Jesus is what you need. He is your answer. He is your bread. And in America, he's enough. Absolutely. 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 Well, I I encourage all of our listeners to come to Calvary Chapel in Pearland who can, who are in in the area, who can come to Calvary Chapel Pearland. Uh, Go to calvarychapelpearland.com and you'll find details out that will help you get there to hear this upcoming message in Exodus. I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer, a couple quick announcements, and we'll be gone for today. Oh, Holy Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you for leading us out of Egypt. Thank you for telling the devil to let your people go. Thank you, uh, Father, for sending this great deliverer, Messiah Jesus. And thank you, Father, that you've taken us out of Egypt, and now you're also taking Egypt out of us until you come back for us, Messiah Yeshua, our Lord Jesus. Bless Ray and his whole house in Calvary Chapel, Pearland. Bless this this wonderful pastor. And bless our special listeners today, Father. We thank you in our great Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. Well, just just before a couple quick announcements, Ray, I just want to thank you for a great job. We say in, in Hebrew, avodah tovah. Great job today on the program. Thanks for having me. It's a privilege to be here. Well, I want to remind all of our listeners uh, about, again, CalvaryChapelPearland.com to find out more about the congregation. Also, the ministry that brought this program to you today is Poured Out for the Nations. And you can go to the website, P-O-U-R-E-D, Poured Out, O-U-T, for F-O-R, thenations.com, and find out about this special ministry that is our gospel and, uh, and discipleship and orphans and widows platform that uh, the Lord is using to do so much kingdom work that's so exciting. Uh, in Africa, in Texas, now in Lithuania, uh, our program Watch Therefore is now being broadcast. Actually, will be in June. We're recording programs now to be starting in June in Lithuania, in cities across Lithuania. Oh, how special, where Lithuania used to be home to so many, such a large Jewish population, and they were wiped out by the Nazis. And now the Lord has an American Jew in Israel proclaiming the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, across Lithuania. Now only the Lord can do things like that to his glory and to bless his people in Lithuania. Also, uh, we have this wonderful Israel tour coming up. Go to watchtherefore.tv. You don't want to miss this Israel tour. Uh, We've got uh, a little over 20 people so far signed up and can take another 20 if that many want to sign up. So go to watchtherefore.tv. You don't want to miss this special tour. And until we get together next time, here's here's how we customarily end the program. Remember, watch therefore. Messiah Jesus is coming any moment. Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail... Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.